Hello, Liam Santa Maria here. That is the GOAT, Andrew Gaze, as you know, and we're talking Tokyo after, fair to say, a really demoralizing loss to the US for the Boomers in the semifinal. Drewy, uh, it's a group counseling session. This is a safe space, mate. Um, what are your emotions after that one? Well, it's one of uh, incredible disappointment. And you look back on that game and you almost feel like that you don't want to have been 15 points up because you put yourself in a position where there is a genuine prospect of creating some history and doing something really special and take nothing away from the effort. But you you just saw what we were capable of doing and unfortunately we weren't able to sustain it. So it's it's gut-wrenching. It's... Um, uh, but got to be able to regroup. And like I said, during the commentary as a player, you got to have a real short memory because you got to think about what lies ahead and still an opportunity to do something special to, to, to get a bronze medal. But it was tough and uh, full credit to the United States because when it counted and they dug themselves a bit of a hole, they've shown a bit of resilience to be able to turn it on, particularly on the defensive end that made it uh, pretty tough for us. So, uh, take nothing away from the USA or our boys, but it is, we've been in these situations too many times and it, it is emotionally draining uh, to have to go through it. Let's start with the positives of that amazing start that we had. As you say, we got 15 up. I mean, no, nobody has done more for Australian basketball over history than you have. Right, and I appreciate I, it, but I'm not sure I, about that. <laughs> and then on the men's on the men's side of things, I think about Lindsay Gay as your dad, and I think yep. about Ken Watson. In the pregame, you spoke about people like Ian Davies, Ed Palubinskis, and then yep. and then we're 15 points up on Team USA in the second quarter of a semi-final yeah. at the Olympics. Where did you go emotionally at that point? Well, <laughs> you, you just become full of optimism. And I'm sitting beside another legend in Andrew Bogut and we're looking at each other just in awe and your heart skips a beat and you're just trying to contain yourself because you've got to do a job to do with the commentary, but you can't help but be emotionally engaged in the game and, and what this means to the players and the nation. And like you have so rightly mentioned, everyone before us that's had this dream of, of um, Australia putting itself on the map in Olympic competition and we hold the Olympic medal so highly and, and had it in our grasp to, to us, albeit a, a bronze in the past that's been snatched away for us. And you're thinking, well, here's that moment that, that solidifies and, and, and puts something really objectively measurable on the greatness of this country in regards to basketball. And um, although you may be overstating it because it, it, it shouldn't diminish from everything that, that we've been able to do as a sport. It still would be so nice. And, um, you know, I, I, it's my mum's birthday today and I'm thinking, how good is this mum sitting at home with dad and for us to go ahead and, and, and do something special. And it's, it's hard not to get emotional talking about it in all honesty, Liam, because what, what, is still there, but we got to keep the faith and and un, got to put this behind us. We can't change it. We we shed a tear. We were disappointed, but then we move on and we think of what lies ahead and an opportunity to pick up a medal. Well, happy birthday to Margaret. Thank Talk you. People who have contributed to the game <laughs> over the journey. Um, so fifteen up. Your former coach Pop calls a timeout. Yeah, and 
it was a really clear change from the US at the defensive end of the floor. 100%. Base guarding Joe and Patty. Yep. Um, I, I tweeted trading touches for those two guys for space for everyone else. Yep. And things started to unravel. Obviously, it was a bad finish to that second quarter and yep. a really horrendous start to the third. All in all, that was it was a 20 to zip run inside of half time. And I want to ask you, I mean, Gorge has done an incredible job with this team. I know where you're going. But there was no timeout during that Hmm. run whatsoever. So from up 15 midway through the second, we'd only had one timeout in the first half after the Kane no call and the bench. So we had one there to use, decided not to. And then the next timeout came down nine with four and a half minutes to go in the third. And my question for you is why put, try to put yourself in gorgeous head and think why, what would have been the thought there to not stopping the momentum with a TO? Well, I think uh, you're right in both those to towards the end of the, the, the third. And, and that was compounded by a couple of turnovers uh, that, that led to easy, easier opportunities. And uh, I mean, who knows? It's a question you'd have to ask Gorge. And in the heat of the battle, there's other coaches there collectively, they're making decisions on the fly, but you would have heard us during the commentary if you were listening to our broadcast that Bogues and I were mentioning it. It's not just to break the momentum. Matisse Thibel was trying to check into the game. It took mm. a minute and a half, two minutes, because there wasn't a stop in play and we couldn't get him in. So a timeout for the for the um, the momentum, regroup, just maybe refocus a few things that, we, that you're trying to get through, but also to make a sub. Yes, to try try and um, change it up. I think was was uh, I would have thought was going to be timely. And the only thing that I can think of is that, well, I'm, I might need these. I might need this if we're going to get close. Um, you know, I, I, you only get three. You get three mm-hmm. in the second half, mm-hmm. um, and you can only have two in the last minute, but last two minutes. But perhaps he's thinking, well, I want to hold, hang on to those two. But you've got to. You still got that other one, the burn, and to me, it it was screaming and Bogues were screaming out for a timeout. But like you say, you, you never want to question arguably the greatest coach this country has ever seen. But it was unusual mm. uh, that there wasn't a timeout called, and um, I'm, and I would have assumed that when you look at the assistant coaches and those around him, that, that those suggestions are being put forward, and mm. you make those decisions on the fly, and he decided against it. Watching KD get buckets during that stretch and, and in shot, Matisse sitting there ready to check in on the score table, mm. no opportunity coming was was heartbreaking. We'll, we'll get back up in this conversation, Drew, when we start to talk about the bronze medal match and where we need to go. But yeah. but I'm, I'm interested. Take us into, I'm sure you felt the same way we all felt right across the country during that run where what a roller coaster we were yep. riding so high absolute world beaters yep. to an avalanche of usa basketball that we just couldn't seem to stop and i think uh, and and again i made the comment well i think i did i start to forget what i've said either to bogues and around here and or to people like yourself and what i actually say on the screen but um, it was almost like we'd switched uniforms mm. uh, at halftime mm. because they were stuck in this ISO ball, not a lot of ball movement, and you had this 
scrambling defense. Mm. They were flying all over the half court, getting into those rotations. And, um, and, and it was a point of emphasis because even when they got 10 or 11 up and, and in one of those earlier timeouts, you didn't, you wouldn't have heard it because we went to a break, but in the timeout, Gorgian was pounding mm. the, the requirements to get some, um, in, in, someone in the, that under the basket on the rotations because yep. they they'd made a few plays to the rim and there was no help. Mm. Um, and and uh, we were flying all the way around and doing some really good things, and and they were stuck in this really terminal ISO ball. And it was we were right there, and I was astounded how poorly the United States were playing on the offensive end, mm. and defensively they just didn't have that aggression. But then particularly maybe those last couple of minutes of the, of the second, but particularly early on in the third, it was a transformation. That thing started a hump for the United States. Not necessarily a lot of man movement, but it wasn't just on ball, get a switch, ISO, drive into the track and make something happen. It was drive, kick, drive, mm. kick, swinging around, three ball. Okay, now I'm a little bit more open and now it's going in. Uh, and, and down the other end, mainly because of the defense that United States had cranked it up. We, we could not get it through hands and we looked like dribble, 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 dribble. And, and it wasn't flowing. And as such, the shot selection and the shots we were getting, you need to be extraordinarily talented to make those. But uh, Kevin Durant, when things were going not great, he single-handedly carried him. Now he didn't shoot the ball well from the three point line. I think he was one of seven, but yeah came up with some big baskets and uh, you know, I, I didn't mind starting with K on him, uh, but it was always going to be tough and you, you almost have to concede a certain amount with him because he's just that good. But early in that third, I thought we needed to make some changes defensively. And I think Brian did as well. He just couldn't get the guys in there. And, and once they got ahead of steam and once they got that five or six up, and they were no longer playing with that same scoreboard pressure. Uh, we looked really tentative, and the shots that they were able to make in the, I think that well, they were two of nine. I think at halftime for the from the um, from the three point line, 13. and I can't, I don't know exactly, got the stats here somewhere. I think it was they ended up eleven of twenty six at forty two percent. So they really started to to uh, knock them down. On the flip side. We were seven to twelve at one stage, and we ended up nine of twenty-eight. So we went from seven of twelve, and then we just could not buy a three. Mm. And you need to shoot well against them. It's 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 going to be difficult to hold them in the seventies like France did. Mm. France holding the seventy-six, but that's an aberration. That's that's because their first game, guys have just come off the plane. They're not ready. Holding the seventy-six is not going to happen. So you've got to find a way to get your 85 plus. And when you're not knocking down the three ball, that puts enormous pressure on your defense. And we just weren't able to keep out that scoreboard pressure on them to make them just think about a little bit more about that shot. That's those three balls that are sort of semi-contested. They're a hell of a lot easier to take and make when you're seven up than they are when you're seven down. So it's, it's all those things combined went against us. They got hot and, and we were playing catch up and it, it really uh, from halftime on, we, we, we were not in the game. No, no. And the result was heartbreartbreak. And I mean, for all, all that we all feel, um, 
I try to think about what, well, how would have, how does Patty feel? How does Joe feel? How does Delhi feel? Those guys that have, have been in the trenches over the course of yeah. this campaign. And, and now the challenge for them is to bounce back, is to lift themselves yep. up. We've got the bronze medal match coming up on Saturday. And as you know all too well, we have been in this situation four times before at the Olympic yes. Games. And as Case said on the call, every time it's been off the back of being whacked in yep. the semifinal five years ago, completely wiped off the floor by Serbia. Two years ago, it was after an absolute heartbreak, double overtime loss to Spain. So this group has experienced both of those situations coming out of the semi-final. Yeah, France, Luca. I mean, who would you prefer? Uh, well, from what I've seen most of the games throughout the tournament, and I'm, <laughs> it's it's pick your poison, and they're both going to be really really tough. But I would prefer to be going against Slovenia. Now, Luka Doncic and the Toby kid, they've got this combination going on and they're playing extraordinary basketball. In fact, I saw a stat today. Luka Doncic with the Slovenian team, he hasn't lost. They won a European championship a couple of years ago. They came through the qualifying in spectacular form and they've been incredible here at the games. And and he is just... 17 and zip. It's it's ridiculous. And so, so... you never like to have to confront someone like that, but he is—he's um, been extraordinary. But you look at France and their depth. I think they've got a little bit more depth than what um, what the other teams have than, than what uh, Slovenia has. So um, I, I, I'm much—I'm hoping that it's Slovenia, but either one, it's going to be really, really tough. And um, I think I'd much rather going into it saying. Let's devise a plan to say, make someone else beat you. We're just going to do whatever we can. Now, Spain tried to do that. They went to a box and won and said, make someone else beat you. And they did. So there's always problems with that. But I think that the the level of defense that our guys have demonstrated they can play is different to Spain. It's different to most of the other teams here in the competition. So I would have a far greater confidence going up. Uh, against that rather than the French team that to me goes a lot deeper and, and physically uh, have a little bit more presence. I think someone from wardrobe just checked that's in. That's how we're rolling here. Did that's you have Bruce's of, uh, shirt? I think Bruce needs his shirt. That's the sort of service we get in here, but uh, <laughs> they're out here just checking on us all the time. Um, you know, sometimes coaches bring in the greats in, into the locker room or to speak to a, to a group in a certain yeah. situation. And of course, you are the G-O-A-T. If, given we have been in this situation so many times before, and it's been gold vibes only has been yep. the for this team, but now they have the opportunity to still create history, still yeah. in this next game, pull off what would be the greatest win in Australian men's basketball history, which is hard to... Uh, that would be such a difficult situation to be in, to go from this is our singular yeah. point, to we haven't achieved our singular focus and yet we can still do something nobody has ever done before and it would be amazing. What would be your message if Gorge brought you into that room and said, speak to the fellas? Well, you're spot on. And, and, and he'll go through the X's and O's, but let's be honest, that doesn't change a lot. You're not doing much in one day to come up with new plans you're basically refining what you've done and trying to have a point of emphasis for what you're doing so that side of things 
the coaches are going to take care of that. But now it's about the spirit. It's about what this means to you individually, the legacy that you can have and the opportunity, this privileged opportunity you have to do something that no other Australian sporting men's team has ever done before is something worth going that extra yard, making that extra sacrifice, wrapping your arms around each other and trying to inspire each other to do something special and and understanding that, Yes, we've had a setback, but the character is also being tested here. Do we turn it up and put it in the too hard basket? Or do we show that culture, that grit that has been um, uh, has been in this boomer's outfit for decades? And how in which as individuals, we may never, ever get this opportunity ever again. So uh, let's be fearless. Let's embrace each other. Let's have fun and let's represent the jersey like it is supposed to be represented. And I have no doubt, no doubt that that's going to be the message because it's been the message for generations. It's been reinforced by Paddy Mills in particular, but Joe Ingalls, and you don't know what their futures are going to be in a green and gold jersey. So they need to summon up, summons up all the emotional energy they can and channel in the right way. As I said before, you need a short memory. Have a look at it. Let's fix those problems, but let's look at what great things we can do, not necessarily focus on the disappointment that we've just had. Great words. Great words. Took 20, 30 years down the track. I mean, do you still think about those bronze medal? Absolutely. Absolutely you do. But you're able to be pragmatic about it, and you, you question yourself and you, you sometimes don't always come back with the answer that you're looking for. But uh, the older you get and the more you reflect, you, you, you rationalise it in this, and you question, well, could I have done more? And could our team have done more? And with the guys that we went to battle with and the people, the experience that I had with the teammates I have, I am absolutely comfortable that each and every one of them did everything they possibly could to get the win. And I know myself that I dedicated myself and did whatever I could to achieve that goal. It's a boyhood dream that you're trying to fulfill. So there was no stone unturned. And as, as gut-wrenching as it is that you, you, don't, you never reach your goal, there is some, some satisfaction in that the journey sometimes is more important important than the destination it's a motherhood statement these days it's a cliche whatever it may be but it is life and it is relevant and for me as I look at those uh, those experiences the one that sticks out the most uh, and the one that's been harder to put to bed was in Atlanta when in Atlanta we played Lith- we, we played Lithuania in the in the bronze medal game and uh, it was always going to be difficult against the United States in the semi, but the bronze medal game, and we're in a winnable position. And down the stretch, Avita Sabonis hits two threes to break our hearts. That's the one that I look back on and think, well, what could have been? The other two in these circumstances were really tough missions. In, in Seoul, it was against a United States team that just lost to the Soviet Union, and they were angry and that was a difficult one. And then in in, in uh, Sydney, it was against Lithuania again. And the big fella, Luke Longley, had hurt his ankle. He And we had a few injuries and, and, and we were just worn out. But um, 
but that one in Atlanta is the closest one that we came, and that's probably the one that uh, you replay in your mind more times than you should. That's the history, and these guys know the history from Rio and from the World Cup a couple of years ago, and I have no doubt they're going to bring it. Well, how, how that, and you talk about my experience, and I, and I think of that, what is even harder to live with is what happened to the boomers in Rio. And we've seen it on the Channel 7 as they prepared no for foul. this game. And the foul that was called on Paddy Mills and to come down when you play your heart out and you put yourself into that situation and circumstances beyond your control seem to interfere. They are the ones that are a little harder to deal with than it is where, well, the other team was just too good and there was just too good a plays by some opponents. They are kind of a little easier to deal with than what I think this group has had to deal with over the last five years. I've no doubt the fellas are going to bring exactly what you spoke about earlier. They're going to pull themselves together after the heartbreak of today and they're going to bounce back. They're going to bring all that and the basketball gods are going to smile on the green and gold on Saturday. And you're a bloody legend and I appreciate (laughs) you jumping on straight after the game while the emotions are still stirring, mate. And, uh, Come on, boomers. Saturday. No, no, I might be a little, I might be a little flatter than what I normally am because it's still hard to process what happened. But hey, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll all recover. Every basketball fan out there's got to recover, and uh, hopefully, with what these guys are doing, win or lose, they're still, I think, representing us the way we want to represent. And I hope that a lot of people, everyone, is really proud of of, of the way they're going about. And one more go at it, and uh, hopefully, good things will come our way. Well said, Drewy. Thanks again, mate. Anytime, buddy.